This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. Don't like your odds? Enjoy daily bet boosts on your favourite sports and make your best bet now at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. What a bowling! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end! Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. He's on the outside. He's on the Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. Can he go on the outside? Comes inside. He's had a shot. Oh, and a goal. Manuel Benson once more. That is top class. Burnley have done it. Fantastic. Clarence deserved the championship title. They've been the best side throughout the campaign. 
second tier. What a fantastic achievement. The players have been magnificent. Hello everyone and welcome back to the latest episode of Turfcast podcast with me, Joe Redman. It's finally been announced. We have finally managed to get James Trafford over the line. Although, to be honest, we've been trying to hint to you all. It's been done for a while. We just haven't announced it. Not sure why. Probably something to do with him being on holiday. Um, but again, just announce it and let him have a holiday. I don't know. I'm sure there's something to do with it anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, really happy to get this one over the line. Looks like one for the future and potentially one for now as well. There's obviously going to be a bit of a debate about what we do with Muric, who was fantastic last season despite his haters. Admittedly fantastic. As the season wore on, he had a few shaky moments earlier in the season. Um, Blackpool at home, uh, Sheffield United away especially, but improved a lot after that Sheffield United game, but needed to, um, as did the whole defence as well. Um, but that's a debate for another time. Um, but uh, yeah, James Shafford, glad to get it over the line. Um, he is a young goalkeeper, as we have said. Um, one for the future. Well, not just for our future, uh, but for England's future as well, obviously. Done some heroics recently with the under-21, saving the 99th-minute penalty, I think it was, um, to win England the European under-21 championships. He's six foot six, just like Valt Vegos, who um, shrinks when he jumps. So, hopefully, um, Trafford doesn't shrink when he jumps, but I'm sure he doesn't. Uh, brilliant shot stopper. Of course, signing in from Man City... But Man City fans won't know too much about him, will they? Because obviously he's not played a senior game for them, despite coming through their youth ranks since the age of 12. But has spent the last 18 months on loan at Bolton Wanderers. So what we're going to do, we're going to chat to a Bolton Wanderers fan. We're going to bring him in now. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, pal. Thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you, mate. So you're from the Burnden Aces. Obviously, like I said, he has been at Bolton for the last 18 months. Um, talk to me there. What's he like? Obviously, I know a lot of Bolton fans were under the socials when we were being linked to him and stuff, saying how good of a keeper he was. And obviously, Burnley fans were getting excited about him during the Euros. And then Bolton fans were underneath that as well, going, oh, you've got a really good keeper. So obviously, I know how you will feel. But yeah, talk to me. What, what sort of keeper is he like? Uh, summing up in a word, confident. Yeah. Um, for such a young lad, you know, he's you're going to expect that he's going to make a few mistakes and that did happen at Bolton. But normally, like, for someone so young, especially a goalkeeper, one mistake, sort of crumble under the pressure, leads to another mistake, another mistake. Just took it all in his stride. Um, the mistakes were very rare, just to point that yeah. out, by the way. Um, he's come in, he's set a lot of not just... Um, good stats in terms of clean sheets, things like that. But he's actually broken a few club records as well. And, you know, some people like, do want to put him down a little bit. Oh, he's never played above League One. As yeah. a goalkeeper, it doesn't really matter. If someone's shooting from six yards out, it doesn't matter what league you're in. To still set the records that he's set, especially, like I say, the confidence side of him as well. And you, you've got a good one. It's been pretty clear that he's going to make it. Yeah. Whether we expected it to be quite so soon or not, probably up for debate. But he's definitely, he's going to be up there for a number of years to come. Yeah, like I said, he's been at City for a while. Signed for City when he was 12. Um, but obviously, been at your place for the last 18 months. It was an initial six months, wasn't it? Then he went back to City, then he come back. So I presume he made a good impression first on then in that first six months. Yeah, so he signed in the uh, January window of the season before the one just finished. Um, at the time, no one really knew who he was, didn't know anything mm. about him. I think he probably only just turned about 19. 
possibly still 18 at the time. Um, we'd had a young lad on loan from Fleetwood, Billy Krellin, who, you know, he played probably about 20 games uh, in League Two at the time as well. Didn't have a good time of it. Um, our manager made some comments that didn't go down very well in the mainstream press as well. And in the end, uh, I think he got sent back in the end. And Matt Jilks, who was brought in more as a, he was a player coach, but he was mm. a coach really. Um, he stepped in for the second half of the pandemic season that we got promoted. I think he needed back surgery that summer and, you know, never really. He had a really bad game, the first game back in League One. It was obvious he was done, really. So we went into the market, signed uh, Joel Dixon, a goalkeeper from Barrow that was with um, Everett in the National League. And again, it was really clear it just it just wasn't going to work. So again, when we start signing another young goalkeeper in Trafford this time, naturally all the pessimism comes out, the social media, the keyboard warriors, or whatever you want to call them. And yeah. um, that's all you see, you know, another kid like, we want some experience. And two or three days after he signed, he was thrown in against Ipswich at home. Ipswich, one of the top teams in that league at the time, kept a clean sheet. Um, he kept four in a row, which no goalkeeper's ever done at the start of the career for Bolton. Um, and that was a 6-0 win against Sunderland as well. He'd had a long spell at Accrington before coming to us and by all accounts, yeah. horrendous game against Sunderland. So, uh, obviously, the fans are on his case for that. There's pictures of him. I think you put one out as well on your socials, um, sort of cupping his ears, running around, laughing at the Sunderland fans. Yeah. That that was just the start, really. So if he was like that three or four games in at 18, 19, and I say confident, yeah, about where he's gone from there. Um, again, going back to what I said before, the number of clean sheets he's kept is just ridiculous really for especially for someone so young yeah you, you mentioned their confidence obviously you've, you've mentioned the fact that he's giving you know probably the biggest club in, in league one at the time that you know some grief their fans are away fans <clears throat> excuse me in Sunderland probably the biggest club of the championship well that's a different debate um some grief so early on and so young as well obviously you have to be confident to do that but what does he do on the pitch that's confident is it is it barking orders is it coming out for crosses is it taking on advancing attackers all three um yeah i think he's sort of the modern sweeper keeper that people want to call him yeah. um certain um sections of our support are a little bit um and you know on the edge of the seat when a goal has got it in the six yard box and they pass preaching to the, the choir mate. into the choir <laughs> um there's a lot of that and all right at times they lost it but that, it's just the modern way isn't it if he was yeah. ever going to make it at city he was going to have to play that way um again he never let it phase him it wasn't very rare, rare sorry it wasn't very often that we lost the ball from that it was mm. just more of an urgency from the crowd to you know get it over the halfway line rather than get it over the six yard line yeah and um, so his distribution's fine um coming for crosses Probably an area he needs to work on. It's not a glaring weakness by any sorts, but yeah, yeah, probably the aspects of his game he needs to work on. His shot stopping is not a problem at all. Mm. Um, you'll see clips of him online, if not already, you'll see highlights of him from the Euros. Yeah, um, you might see comments. I saw them during 
the under 21s Euros. Um, obviously, I would have seen you probably wouldn't have done last season. Um, from a Bolton perspective, like, oh, he's had nothing to do. Well, you know, when there's 20,000 in a stadium, you might not necessarily hear all of that as he had nothing to do because he's organised the defenders in front of him. That's possibly yeah. part of it as well. Yeah, sure. Um, I think the only weakness we've had is usually through this playing out from the back, the times that we have lost it or, you know, centre-half and the other team's booted it 90 yards and he's come rushing off his line. He probably should have been sent off a couple of times last season for um, like being the last man, being second to the ball. Yeah. Um, he didn't in the Premier League with VAR and all of that. It, that's, that is something he needs to work on, but it's the gambles <clears> that the modern keeper takes and he's prepared to take them. Yeah, interesting. I want to stick with playing out from the back thing because that's a big thing that we do now. It's just insane that we've gone from the kick and rush defensive football to playing mm-hmm. out from the back, inviting the press and trying to beat it. What is it it does then to play out? Is it, is it just passes, just decent distribution or do you see him sometimes trying to take attackers on because Jorich has, has done some <laughs> silky stuff, Lionel Messi stuff like when, when, when uh, attackers have been coming at him so, or, or is he just pick out a perfect pass? What does he do? Uh, there is a bit of both, but it's usually the pass. I mean, there's a few times, although I think you see most goalies do it, if there's a striker closing him down at 100 miles an hour, you just fade to kick it and yeah. throw that usual dummy. You know, he's got that, but I think most goalies do now. Um, the way we play, I'd imagine it's pretty similar for you guys as well. Again, it's just the modern game. We play usually with three centre-halves and then uh, mm. with wing-backs as well. So it's a back three that can change to a back five. Um, with two defensive mids, so one of them would usually drop deep into the D. Um, it's that that would usually get you know, the fans on the edge of the seats. Yeah. Um, with the wing backs as well. He's, but then at the same time, he's not scared of um, just spraying it out to the wing. If you know, if you want to play short and there's three strikers on the edge of the box, you're not going to do it, are you? So there is both. Ever, yeah. Ever, our manager he wants to play that way. He's, put uh, Pep down as sort of his idol, really. So, you know, it's a little bit of a fanboy, perhaps. But, you know, what Pep does, everyone else does at the minute, doesn't it? Don't they? So, yeah. I mean, we're obviously in a very similar ball. Obviously, he's a bit, little bit different with Vincent. He's obviously he's played under him, so he, he wants to emulate that because of probably because he's a, uh, what well, definitely was the most successful part of his career. Um, so, we are pretty much like play the exact same way that they did before they brought Haaland in. Uh, I do want to touch on his England career because you mentioned there bits about him in the in the Euros. Um, played, he's been in the England setup ever since, what, the age of 16. So he's played for the under-17s, under-18s, under-19s, under-20s and under-21s. You'll have seen a lot of that in probably playing at the under-20s when he first got to Bolton or something like that. Um, it, being in the England setup is only going to make him better, isn't it? It's only going to give him all these experiences uh, and just make him a better goalkeeper. Yeah, definitely. He was in the under-20s when he joined us. Um, I've not got the numbers to hand, but I think he'd only played two or three games for the under-21s before these Euros. Mm. But it was only midway through last season that he uh, got into that squad. And at the time, he wasn't first choice either, I don't think. So, you know, it has been a good rise. I suppose it's different from the senior level where, it, you know, you've got another 10, 15 years to break in. Yeah. Um, with it being an age group, but... From everything that we've seen, it's no surprise to see where he's got to. He's got there so quickly. 
And then also like sort of long term, you look at who's in the England setup at the minute. So, you know, it's Pickford, Pope, uh, Ramsdale. I think there's one or two others as well, sort of floating. Henderson's around. on the fringes, isn't he, as well? Yeah. But then, with all due respect to Henderson, has he played enough games? Fitness will be his. He, you know, he was injured the second half of last season. He wants out of United, doesn't he? But yeah. If Trafford, obviously, with you guys, if he does become first choice, I think he'd skip right above him. Whether he, at this stage he'd skip into those uh, top three positions. Probably not, because the others have been around quite a long time, haven't they? But why not? If he, he's got the Prem move, if he's playing yeah. and he's playing well, they're already watching him. So, yeah, maybe, maybe in the next couple of years, two or three years, who's to say what could happen? Yeah, I think so. I, I agree with that. It's, I think with England, it's not necessarily a closed group, because you do see people coming in it that haven't played in the underage groups. But if, if, you've, been, if you've been in the England setup since the age of 16... They know what you're about. They know you're good enough. You're going to get in there a lot quicker um, than, say, someone who, who's only really come to the Prem and, and come to the forefront of people's minds at the age of 24, for example. That that brings it on nicely, though, to, to, to what sort of ceiling you think he has. Because I'm thinking that he can be England's number one pretty soonish. But probably, I say soonish, he's, what, 20, 21 now. So, so, so by the age of about 24, 25. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Do you think he can do something like that? Yeah, I don't see why not at all. And to take you back to some of the quotes he said when he first joined us, yeah. Um, I don't know if it was a semi final or a final, but he was on the bench for City in I think it was the Carabao Cup. And he said that he'd made his mind up back then that you know, I don't want to be second choice for 16, 17, whatever he was. And yeah. coming out with comments like that, it's, it's a bit of a joke, really. <laughs> you're lucky you're even on the bench, aren't you? Yeah. Um, the big test for him was always going to be what happens after Bolton. You know, you've come out and said this. You've also got four years left on your contract at City. Mm. Put your money where your mouth is. Are you going to sit on that contract for four years and just have loan after loan after loan? Or do you back yourself so much that, you know, you're going to go out and prove you belong at Man City by playing somewhere else? And I think that is what he's going to do. I think, he, yeah. I think he's played about 70 games for us over the last 18 months. Um, if he goes on and does the same with you guys a couple of seasons in the Prem, if he has a couple of good years, again, with all due respect, he's going to get the attention from the top clubs again, isn't he? Yeah, of course so he is. You're coming out and saying, I don't want to be second choice. Well, go out, play, and they'll sign you back. And you'll be first yeah, choice. I think, yeah, that's, I think that's his mentality. Yeah, and yeah, I think I think I think that is what, what I'll serve him well. Yeah, I think that is the the plan. I think City have, have rumoured to got a buyback clause in it, um, and it's it's the way these clubs do it in it now. Um, yeah. Get all the all the youth in, nurture them, sell them on, and then bring them back in when you can. It, it, it's a good clause to have. But you mentioned their mentality. Uh, I do want to talk about that because. You mentioned there he's, he said he said at City at 16 he don't want to be second choice, which is an interesting comment when he's coming to Berlin. There's this big debate about whether he's going to be number one or not. You would think that he knows he's going to be number one. That's why he's coming. Um, he's giving grief to Sunderland fans at the age of, what, 18, 19, when he started with you. He's, he's making this move now to be a Premier League number one goalkeeper. Sounds to me like he's got a he's got a very, very good mentality. He's got a good, not necessarily good head on his shoulders, um, but in a way, yeah, but obviously that means a different thing. But a very... Um, focused and driven head. 
Yeah, like I say, things like the mistakes, they, they don't happen often, but then when they do, it, it just doesn't affect him at all. So he, I've used the word confident, I've said mentality. It's all there, yeah. no doubt. You know, there's more cameras, there's more eyes, the world's watching in the Premier League. You know, there's I'm not saying you can hide in League One because there's, there's still quite a lot of coverage, but there's nowhere to hide in the Premier League, is there? Um, one mistake and people will be on him. You know, the first game of the season, if I'm right, I think you've got City, haven't you? Unfortunately, mate, yes. I don't really so, want to talk about that too he's, much. <laughs> he's in that there. One of two things happens. You get a 1-0 and he makes, he saves a penalty or he lets six in. And if he lets six in, what's the reaction to that? Yeah. So, you know, that'll be interesting. But no, from everything we've seen, you've got absolutely nothing to worry about, both on the pitch with his, and with his mentality and all of that. Just... He just comes across as really down to earth and just someone that enjoys playing. Yeah. And again, what will the reaction from him be if he is second choice? I don't know. But from what we've seen, I think he'll just get his head down, get on with it, and try and take his chance when he gets it. But I don't yeah. see him making the move personally if he isn't going to be first choice. <clears throat> no, I agree. I agree. Um, the fact that he's made them comments when he's 16. Tells me that yeah he's he's going to be number one um, or or is at least had reassurances of Vincent that he'll he'll be number one very soon um, uh, or or whatever. Um, not about your I, other goalkeeper. To come out. Yeah, not, but, sorry, he, not about your other goalkeeper, but um, company. He actually came to watch Trafford in person as well. Oh, did he? Um, the so in the playoffs, the season just finished the home leg against Barnsley. Vincent Company was in our uh, director's box, so yeah. I don't know what Burnley normally do for scouting and whether it's the manager himself, whether they do it all online, like I know a lot of people do, a lot of clubs do now. Um, but yeah, he actually went to see him in person. That was before all the rumours actually came out. So the Bolton fans at the time were like, yeah, Burnley are going to be in and six weeks or so later. Here yeah. we are. <laughs> it, it's mad. It's mad. I, I do remember a lot of pictures coming out. As soon as the season finished, there was... Vincent was pictured watching games in Belgium, Holland, you know, Spain, obviously Bolton as well. Um, so Vincent, he just seems like he just doesn't sleep. He just, he just doesn't rest. He's constantly looking and constantly trying to improve. Um, so that's obviously what he was doing there. But um, yeah, uh, very interesting to hear that. Um, are you gutted to lose him? I mean, you're probably going to expect to keep him for another season, but are you gutted that he's not going to be there next season? Yeah, definitely. There was quite a lot of comments, uh, even the manager himself, um, if we'd have gone up into the championship, would we have had a chance of keeping him? Yeah. That was the thinking sort of all season. Or if we stay in League One, we've got no chance. And in the end, that's what's happened. Um, but then towards the end of the season, I think it was just before the playoffs, Trafford himself was interviewed. And he's like, look, I don't know what's going to be next season, but I just know it's not going to be Bolton. So straight away, people were talking... Is he going to be good enough for the Prem, which you know, we've already yeah. covered he is? Is yeah. he going to get a move to maybe a top-end championship club where he's probably guaranteed some more game time? Um, in the end, he's got what, from what we've seen, he's got what he deserves. He'll be tested a little bit more than he has been with us. Um, you know, a team in the, the top six of the League One, well, regardless of what league in the top six all season, compared yeah. to... Well, a team that's not going to be in the top six of the Premier League, wherever you are next season, it's obviously going to be a lot more difficult than what he's had here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
I keep saying it, but there's there's no issues. You're not going to have any massive problems with him. Fingers crossed, mate. I'm looking forward to uh, to watching him play. Interested to see what company's going to do with the goalkeeper situation and even underneath um, and what's going to happen there uh, with that as well. Um, but obviously, thank you for that. I do just want to break off. I always like to ask our guests what they thought of like what Burnley have done over the last like 18 months, obviously relegated from the Prem. A lot of people wrote us off. Uh, played in a certain way, which um, I never had any issues with when we were getting results. Um, but the last two years of that particular football, it did become a little bit uh, tedious. But then completely changed it. I think we lost 16 senior players, brought in 14, and completely changed everything about the club. Got Vincent Company in. Uh, and obviously won the championship with ease. Um, a lot of Burnley fans are obviously very impressed with what's gone on last season. It's always good to get an opposition fan's thoughts of of what Burnley have done over the last 18 months. Yeah, I think probably similar to us, going back a little bit further than that. So, probably Big Sam for us is the fair comparison to um, Dice Review. You know, people get bored, but they don't realise what they're getting bored of until it's gone. You know, we dropped out of the Premier League. We tried to play the nice, attractive football. Well, look where it got us, relegated. You know, you tried something a little bit different, weren't massively content with um, just surviving, which yeah. I get. And you dropped, but then it's what happens from there, isn't it? Like, we yeah. tried it with this young up-and-coming manager 10 years ago at the time, Dougie Friedman. He lasted 18 months, had one more job, and he's not managed since. You've tried it with another young up-and-coming manager, and it's worked straight away. Yeah. On the flip side, we've done the same with Everett. You know, we took a guy out of non-league. Yeah, at least someone's working a bit better so far. Yeah. So, you know, going back to you guys, I haven't, I'm not going to say I've sat down and watched every Burnley game going, but I know at the start of last season, I think you were televised first game, so I had, I was yeah, watching that. Um. I think you had about 75% of the possession at the time. Yes. Similar to us. I think it's it's good. It's attractive. It's nice to watch when you're scoring goals. But I know from our point of view, when you're um, when you see your centre-halves have got a 95% pass completion and they've got double the number of passes as everyone else on the pitch, that's when people start to get a little bit annoyed, isn't it? It's like we're yeah. just passing it between our, in our own box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who cares? If you're winning, who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, I, I agree. Like, there's no correct way to play football. It's just the last year with it, with us doing that and it working, it, it's just been sensational. I know I've said it plenty of times on this podcast, but you won't have ever said it, but it's easily my favourite ever season watching Burnley, the last season gone. Like, we were just saying everything off camera. Battering Blackburn 3-0 at home, winning the league there, battering Preston, battering Wigan. It, it was just, yeah, there was some frustrating moments earlier in the season when it wouldn't click. Um and you know, throwing games away like we did against Blackpool and Sheffield United. Um, but still, easily for me, my favourite season. There's not a correct way to play football, but when that way works, um, it, it's it's entertaining, uh, even though it's not. It's, you look at yeah. some of the other clubs that are up there, like Brentford have gone up. For me, Burnley are a bigger club than Brentford. Um, yeah. Brighton, it's taken them a few years, but look where they are now. Yeah. There's no reason. To, why can you not do that? Yeah, well, if fingers you, crossed. You've got the money to invest, which I think Burnley are probably in the best place they've been for quite a long time on that front. Why not? I've, yeah. Personally, I've say this um, personally away from all the podcasts and the websites and that, but I actually think it's easier to stay in the Premier League than it is to get out of the Championship. And I've thought that for quite a long time. 
Mm. I think the gone are the days where, you know, the three teams that go up, you're looking at at least two of them going straight back down. Yeah. I think, I think more often than not now, you're going to have at least two of them staying up, if not all three. It's, yeah. There's quite a lot of dead wood, I think, in the Premier League. Yeah, I agree. Um, a matter of I think time last season, those clubs drop. Yeah, I think last season all three did stay up, didn't they? Uh, and three three new teams went down. Um, I'm not so sure that'll happen this season. Luton don't look great. Sheffield United looking dire straits, but I think we're the, the best place out of the three anyway. Um, yeah. And then just Bournemouth as well. Don't think Forest Forest have got a lot of money, admittedly, but they just they just I don't know. I don't think they look great. Um, but you think we'll stay up then? Yeah, I don't think you'll have any yeah. problem. I think you'll be. Maybe looking at sort of the places where maybe like Palace have been, sort of like yeah. the 11th, 12th, 13th. I don't think you'll have yeah. enough to completely, like totally push on for the European spots. But first season up there, if you can get yourself into mid-table, 100%. you just go from there. But I don't yeah. see you having any issues. You've been there before. You know what it's like. Yeah. Um, I know Sheffield United have been there before, but they've struggled to stay, haven't they? Luton, everyone's written them off already, so they have nothing to lose. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I do think they'll be a little bit light. That'd be a good story if they did stay up. But out of the three, you you won the league by a mile last season. Yeah, I think that'll carry on. Yeah, I agree. I think we'll be all right myself. I I, I agree. I was uh, doing some filming for Sky Bet this week, and I predicted on there eleventh to fourteenth. But I, I think I think we'll be all right. I do think we'll stay up. The only um, issue is if you have a really good start, at what point does the interest in the manager start to happen? That's yeah. that'll be the only concern, I think. Yeah, keeping for if we're keeping for this season, I'll 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 take that. Just don't don't do what Owen Coyle did and ditch us off every fucking season. <laughs> um, at least it ultimately didn't work out. <laughs> at least ultimately it, it didn't work out for him there. Uh, and then then he, then he was shite at Blackburn as well. So I'm going to say all is forgiven, Owen. Not quite all is forgiven, but you know, um, yeah. But uh, if you don't do what Coyle did uh, and and leave us up shit creepy out of paddle and all that, um, then I think we'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think we'll be all right. Keep him for this season. Let him go to City the season after when, when Pep's won another treble or a quad or whatever he's going to do this year. Uh, and then he can win everything there. And then hopefully, Alan Pace, obviously the chairman, um, he can get it spot on again like he has done this time. Because he has, let's be fair, he got it absolutely spot on. Um, and Burnley, hopefully, in another 12 months of Premier League exposure will be in a much better position. They'll be a bigger brand because we've got all this American stuff happening now with the likes of JJ Watt and stuff. You probably won't be too much aware of it, uh, but JJ Watt do perfect. So hopefully it will be a bigger brand. We'll be able to attract bigger names, but fingers crossed. Anyway, mate, it's been a pleasure. You've given me a lot of information on James Trafford. Um, really looking forward to watching him pull on the claret and blue. Well, he won't wear the claret and blue. Whatever the keeper kit is this year, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Just want to let everyone know where they can find you if they want to... Uh, digest some Bolton content yeah so you can go straight to the website that's burnedanaces.co.uk we're on um, Facebook and Twitter at burnedanaces we're even on something called threads these days it's <laughs> yeah. just a copy and paste job so I wouldn't bother if I was you um, <laughs> we've got some podcasts of our own over on YouTube again that's at burnedanaces so if you want to find us just pop that into the search engine and everything will come up yeah not not on TikTok yet then no Definitely no, you're not, not bothered with TikTok, have you? <laughs> a little bit too old. 
Yeah, fair enough. I downloaded it thinking I'm too old for this, but I'm just going to keep up with kids, Anna. Um, but threads as well. I, I, I first started using threads and I've not even used it so much since. I'll have to get back on it, actually. Um, but yeah, same as you. I don't know what to do differently to, from Twitter to threads. So I've just I've just not done anything different. But anyway, it is what it is. If you are Googling us and you end up on threads, can you reply, please? Because I don't think anybody has yet. I don't know if it's working. <laughs> yeah, go and test out Burning Aces threads. Let them know the clarity here. Give them a wave. Um, but, mate, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. I know um, it was short notice and stuff getting you on, but it's um, a pleasure getting you on. Uh, and good luck for the rest of the season. Rest of the season, should I say. Good luck for the season, mate. Yeah, and you guys, uh, good luck to you as well. Cheers, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.